Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my beautiful babes. Merry Christmas. It's that time of year again when we sit back and look at the beautiful time that we've had in this gorgeous world this year. How much has changed, but in some ways, how much is still the same? We've had a tricky week, if I'm honest, because, well, we've had to cancel the gig that we was doing down the Clapham Grand River. So devastated, but this new rom-com variant ain't worth messing with. And I tell you what, we've been close to it before and it ain't worth it. So we had to cancel the gig. We're devastated. We're sending you lots of love. But we'll be doing the gig again in March, and I'll tell you what, we'll come back better than ever. I don't know what you're all doing. You might be in your lounges and snuggling up by the Christmas tree. You've got the old log fire on the TV, Samsung 21-inch. I'm not sniffing at it. Why not? I go 36 personally, but you know me, I'm greedy. you probably got a little table out with treats on, so they're close to hand. You've got some knickknacks, you've got some frisps, you've got a couple of dates. I don't know why they only come out at Christmas, but they do. Who eats a date any other time of the year? I don't. They come in that long white little packet that looks like a big seed. I wouldn't eat a date, not for love nor money. You're probably looking at all the cards that you've got hung up on bits of string above the mantelpiece, above the fire. You're having a cosy time. You've got a little glass of red on the go. Maybe you'll have a little sherry later. It's the Christmas spirit. I'm sat here sticking butter on a turkey crown, preparing to have a gorgeous little pre-Christmas dinner with my gorgeous little neighbours and Milky. Who's that? With a bag full of stickle bricks, having the time of his life. Don't put that in your mouth, Milky. It's made of plastic, it'll choke you. I thought you'd learn that lesson from the tripper chirp. I hope you enjoyed this show, but mostly I've come on because I've got something quite important to say. Well, you lot, I've got a confession to make, if I'm honest, and I couldn't think of a better place to come on and do it than on my own podcast. And there's been a lot of stuff going around in the press recently about some parties what happened down in Downing Street, okay, last Christmas. Now, just before all the pictures come out, because I know Dominic Cummins and says he's going to release some pictures, well, I just wanted to make it clear that, yeah, that is me in those pictures, and that is Milky. Now, we had no intention to go in that night, but someone had said to us, a very dear friend of mine, Michael Portillo, he said to me, Diane, we've had a bit of a problem. Our quasar's been cancelled. The staff have worked ever so hard. And it would just be really nice, to be honest, to get you and Milky to come down and do a few songs for the cabinet. Well, Milky and I, we obliged. We thought of it as a charitable act. We never thought for a second that it would come out in the national news. And that's why we was wrong. It shouldn't have happened. We shouldn't have been there. And to be honest, we paid the price. It was a weird night anyway. It weren't normal. Theresa May was there, hogging the music. She had a disman on, size of a pizza box it was. Stack of double Ds there, batteries that is, waiting to use them in case it ran out. She could have gone all night headbanging she was. It was mostly Celtic music, or Celtic versions of Barry Manilow songs. So to tell you what, you've not lived until you've heard Mandy on a tin whistle at four o'clock in the morning. She was sat there with a four litre carton of milk and a straw. I said, you want some booze in there tea? She said, no, I'll survive, it's two parts day nurse. She said, I'm getting loaded. 
Phil and I are doing a hornblower weekend this weekend, and to be honest with you, I want to be out for the count. Nothing like having Sean Bean staring down at you, dressed in red. Are you kidding me? I'll be there, bag of mini poppadoms, Pringle on each eye, wait for the magic to happen. And Phil, well, enough gets saucy when the old hornblower comes out. He loves an erect mast, I tell you, and a cannon, a big old fiery cannon. Michael Gove, though, oh my God, he was having a right old boogie. I'm not sure what you call this style of dancing. Flemmy Windsock, it ain't pretty. I tell you what, that man stinks when he dances. He's like a slap frog or something, it ain't normal. Well, he'd come dressed as Lady Gaga, stapled some chicken breast to a leotard, kept asking everyone to do that thing. You know, where you slide your hands together so you can see a tinkle. I said, grow up, Michael, go, get a life. To think you're the one controlling the education system. He just looked at me and went, <laughs> I said, oh my God, what's his breast smell like? You don't even want to know. Oh my God, that man, lips like liver. I tell you what, wouldn't take him out with me on a night out. You're kidding, fingers everywhere, that man, sticky as sin. I haven't got a second in a day for him. Awful. Well, irrelevant of that, I'm apologising. I shouldn't have been there. I weren't enjoying it. And of course, Darth Lord was there, Pretty Patel. She collected all the local children up, put them in a big pot of boiling water and was waiting for the meat to separate from the bones so she could make a face cream. Oh my God, that woman's silent. She casts no shadow. She's the devil incarnate. And of course, our gorgeous leader Boris was there. He had a little Nintendo Wii out, bless him. He had so many arabos, he was running around screaming. Hair stuck to his forehead from sweat, nose full of bogies. Breathing like a bad pup after all that Covid. Oh, you know when kids have their socks so long, saggy, hacking off the end of their feet? That was Boris. Twiglet stuck to each one. It was an half annoying. Carrie kept trying to tell him, calm down Boris, you make yourself sick. What a course he did in the end. Oh my God. Looked like someone had melted a crop. When he got his stiffy out and started changing the TV channels, well, that was time. We all knew it was the end of the night. And, of course, Matt Hancock runs in, turned up, late and all flustered, put his sticky hand straight in the skips. Thought nothing of it at the time, but now, oh, it's all coming together. Well, the party got stopped by that Dominic Cummins. He came in, forehead like a beach ball. He said, what are you lot doing up this late? I said, do you know what, Dominic, you're right, I'm off. Can you get me an Uber? He did. That was it. I'm sorry I've got to tell you, I feel ever so bad about it, but it happened. Truth be known, I got Covid after that and I was up as a wheel, so I paid me bleeding price. But I'm sorry I did it. You can find me if you want. You do what you got to do. Now, I'll come clean with you, just like any other entertainment group when it comes to Christmas. They think, oh my God, we've not done a Christmas special. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll cut together old bits of good shows, string them together somehow and make a little Christmas theme out of it. Well, I tell you, dear listener, that's exactly what we've done here. We've brought together some of the best guests and some of the best chats from the second and first series of Chat Maturely and we're going to play them to you so you don't have to get up and use those lazy little brittle fingers of yours to fast forward through the iTunes or through the Spotify, whatever it is that you use to listen to my gorgeous voice on the podcast. I love you all lots. My gorgeous babes, welcome to the show, Siobhan McSweeney. Hello. How are you? You all right? I'm very well. You look very beautiful today. I love your necklace. Oh, stop it. It's from Sue Ryder. Sue. Oh, Sue. I love a Sue Ryder. Yeah. 250. She's having a little sip of her drink. Yes, I am. What have you got in there? I have got some because I'm a card carrying Cork woman. I have got some Barry's tea 
and munching away. So apologies to your listeners. I've also discovered you can get little packs of mini party rings. So I'm chomping away on those. I'll be turning into them if I have any more of them. It's not like even a, lunch. This is my second packet. Is it? Well, they're addictive, those things. Like I said yeah. to you earlier, that's why I can't take Milky and Sainsbury's when he knows those things like that exist because he'll be buggering on at me. Diane, I want them. I want them sweets. I want them, Chris. I'm like, sit in the bloody trolley seat and be quiet. <laughs> I can see I said, the eyes behind you. Look, he's like, give me, give me those sugar-coated rings. I'm telling you, look, come to my house, Milky. There's plenty. Well, That's why I while. bought him a Nokia 4610, so he could sit there and play Snake. <laughs> but all he does is go on at me. When he loves a sugary treat, he loves a sugary treat. We all do. Don't get me wrong. But mine are a bit more sophisticated. Oh, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, like a, I like a fries, Turkish oh. delight. Oh, Oh, like you're that? a classy lady, Diane. Oh, I am. I like no. a fries, yeah. Or a nice Bourneville. A bit too sharp too, for me. Yeah. A bit too yeah. sharp. Yeah. But I've no, got a lot sure. of time for a woman who likes the old Bourneville because it means she's sophisticated. Oh, yes, I'm very sophisticated. Apart from the odd laps into the party rings mini packs. So yeah. tell me about County Court first, though, growing up and what it was like. What's it like there? Give me a little bit of the atmosphere, you know, what your favourite dinner was at lunch. You know, I like to set a little scene for the listeners at home and get a little oh, vibe yeah. of, the, of the life. That's what I like yeah. to do. So, um, very rural place I grew up in. It has become less rural over the years. Uh, we've now become a satellite village to Cork City. Um, this is fascinating, isn't it? But nobody ever asks me what Cork is like. But I don't you know. know what a satellite city is, so you'll have to tell well, me what that it's is. Well, it's like a commuter town. Oh, I see. A right, commuter village. It's not even. It's not even a. It's not a town yet. It's a commuter village. Uh, myself and my brother. Um, What's he like, your brother? Oh, he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Tiog. <laughs> is he? It's not in the showbiz game. God, no, no. What does no. he make of your life in showbiz? He doesn't believe me. So I was, I was uh, back in Cork. The God, who knows when? I can't remember the last time I was back in Cork with this fucking COVID. But I was back in Cork there, and it was the fir- around the first time that I really noticed that people were beginning to recognise me. You know? Yeah. And uh, sure, I was in in Ireland. We have. Um, our Primark is called Pennies. So I was in Pennies, you know. Good name. Looking, looking at cheap knickers or whatever. Yeah, so it's and what it does I on get... the tin. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Pennies. <laughs> uh, in fact, there's this joke that this um, uh, Polish woman in Cork, when she was learning English, she thought the English for thank you was thanks, Pennies. Because <laughs> everybody go, oh, I love your top, thanks, Pennies. <laughs> 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 um, they're looking at whatever, looking at socks, whatever. And I got a tweet from uh, somebody going, just saw you in pennies there, love the new hair, because I'd recently gone blonde as well or something. And I remember going home to the brother and going, God, it's awful, Tio. I can't even shop in pennies anymore. It's really difficult for me. My life is going to change. I don't, I need to remain grounded, stick to my roots. And he was looking at me as in like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I didn't know what was going on. And then finally his partner said to me, you know, he doesn't really believe you. Like he doesn't, he, he has hardly watched the show. Oh, right. <laughs> so he thinks it's me having complete illusions of grandeur. But it is massive though, isn't it, in Ireland? I mean, they adore it in Ireland, so I'm surprised he hasn't gotten on. Yeah. Because absolute rocking rolling. No, he's not very bright. Well, there you go. But it sounds like he's a, you know. I don't think, but I understand it. I don't think that he can believe that his sister is somebody off the telly. And I understand that because I don't really believe that I'm somebody off the telly either. No. Because somebody off the telly is a bit less 
mini party rings, you know. I've, I know a lot of famous people in some high places who love a party ring. I uh, that is the rumor. Maybe anybody not, would know. Maybe not the ones that you're eating, but they love a little party <laughs> ring. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm winking here. <laughs> of course, she is. We all are. Everyone in the room's got a wink on. I'm going to introduce you to my beautiful guest today. The wonderful Russell T. Davies is coming into the studio to talk to me via Zoom. I think we're going to have an absolutely gorgeous time. Russell, I'm delighted to have you on the show. I am. Pleasure. Hello. Thank you for doing it. You're so gorgeous and I love everything you do because, let's put it this way, I won't even say you're award winning because there's no point in saying that because the true skill of the shows, what you've done, Queer as Folk, Years and Years, Children's Ward, <laughs> one of my faves, Doctor Who. They're all found a place in the nation's heart, aren't they? I hope so. That's a nice thing to say. Um, well, it's true. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Diane. I appreciate that. Yes. I was wondering, Yeah. coming back to one of the biggest and most popular things, what you do, Doctor Who. Yes. Hooray. Now, in the 80s, my era, I oh, had yeah. that... Um, What's his name? Tom Baker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favourite era? Well, I was, I was that age. I was kind of, I was that Tom Baker age. I was, I was 11 when he became the doctor. He literally fitted my, my comprehensive school years. I was 11 in the first year. And when I left the upper six, that was the year he left. So for me, Tom Baker is that growing up. I love it all. I do love all Doctor Who. I genuinely do. I could watch any adventure from any time. But that was the special bit. I mean, when you're 11 through to 18, that's when you stop being just a viewer and a kid. And that's when you start to love it. And that's when you start to buy the merchandise and document it and do lists in your head. So that's when the, that's when the passion becomes fandom, really. And I love fandom. Would you consider going back if it was me, what was the Doctor? Oh, of course, Diane, we're there. Oh, come on, what a laugh. I wouldn't have, I'd keep it modern. I probably wouldn't have a screwdriver. I'd probably have a vape or something because that would be ever so modern. Lovely, yes. Sonic vape. A sonic vape is actually, that's genius. Sonic vape. <laughs> um, it's right in itself here. A sonic vape. I can see that in Toys R Us. It's set a fortune. Every kid in the country going out of their mind on bleeding sonic vapes. And it would stop children smoking. It's actually educational and healthy. <laughs> Dreaming. Well, there's no evidence. There's no that evidence that it is actually helpful vapes, but I like it anyway. I've got myself down. I'm going to trade Milky. Trademark that now. Sonic vape. Okay, put them on eBay. Good old Milky. Welcome to the Cobcast, the wonderful Rebecca Taylor, aka Self for Bleeding Steam. I'm very upset to look this haggard and you look that beautiful. Oh, that's sweet of you to say. Yeah, you don't look well. No. <laughs> it was the bloody Attitude Awards. Oh, yeah. I performed and Did then you? also won an award. What for? Um, It was called the Music Award. Oh, gorgeous. And I uh, said I wouldn't stay at the party long and I did get in about three. That's all right. That ain't too bad. Did you get a little snack on the way home? A little treat? Yeah, do you know what? The only thing that was open was this weird hot dog place on delivery. So I had like an absolutely enormous hot dog. Did you have a footlong? <laughs> Alone, just like got it in, got it in. So I, today wasn't so painful. I honestly look about 101. Um, and um, after this, 
You look gorgeous. Don't stop. Listeners, she looks like a million bleeding dollars. I did last Mi- night. We spent a lot of money on it. And then today I'm like, oh. But um, yes, as I came in here, I announced that after this, I shall be needing some sort of spicy chicken burger. Oh, yeah, so, I like that. Favourite venue, Nando's, maybe. Gives me heartburn, but some people love it. No, I'm not a Nando's girl. I'm, I, do you know, I love that McSpicy. Not, I don't know if we can advertise. Oh, yeah, quite. go for it. Oh, go no. for your life. The McSpicy one. This cob pass is brought to you by the McSpicy burger. <laughs> I, I, think, I wish the, it was. All <laughs> the, chi- all the chicken, if it were. <laughs> all the chicken bum all you can consume in one go. You can get it here. There's nothing quite like you out there, and that's a that's a nice thing to say. You're very, you've. I read somewhere that you're trying to be the Trojan horse to pop and bring all these interesting issues into pop music, aren't you? Mm-hmm. That's your kind of vibe. And for people who don't know, listening at home, give us an example of music because one of your songs was ever so big recently, and that was there was a little there was a little tell to tell in there, weren't there? A little tell to tell. Uh, yeah, I, I do this all the time. Uh, I just wanted to make a um, sunscreen, but for me. Because I love that was such an important song. I think it's like so beautiful. And so yeah, I was just pissing about really. My I was in Sheffield in the studio before I started making this record and experimenting really. And yeah, I I I wanted to do just a spoken word thing. And I didn't even think it would make the album. And then yeah, people have gone mad for it. It's amazing. I did it last night at the bloody Attitude Awards. Uh, to a room full of you know people who weren't listening even to Elaine Page and I thought oh god I'm gonna bomb here and um even that it was like people listened it's so it's amazing I love I love it better than watch out Elaine Page well also like watch girls watching Elaine Page I was Ooh, like Elaine, oh. Elaine Page has broken her neck who put those pearls there <laughs> everyone looks at self-esteem her no way no she has to like my manager, we were watching Elaine Page and my manager was like, oh, it's like looking into the future because she does, I look like her. <laughs> and she she just was like, yeah, that's hopefully what my what I'll be doing, you know, singing, I do this all the time in a pink ball gown. Welcome to the show, the gorgeous Mark Gatiss. Hello. It's only me and Milky having a clap up here. In your little booth, your little booth looks very busy. I, I know no one can see it, but it looks very crowded. Is that like guitars and stuff? Oh, yeah, we've got a couple of guitars in here. The reason I said, Mark, that you're a gorgeous man from a distance is that oh. I don't know you. We ain't never met. You might be an absolute tyrant in the flesh. I've got a feeling you won't be. I'm smiling. For the benefit of the listeners at home, he's got a lovely <laughs> smile on his face. Now, when it comes to writing... You are a bit of the Prince of Darkness, aren't you? It's well documented. Mm. 2020 is about as bleeding terrifying as life can get. How to horror writer get his kicks in 2020? When was the last time you was really, you know, really terrified, really scared? Just, just now, talking to you. Just now. Oh, stop it. <laughs> um, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, it's it's difficult to to find things. I, I'm I'm quite sort of. I'm quite hardened, you know. It's, it takes a lot to frighten me. I mean, if you jumped out of a cupboard, I'd probably jump out of my skin, but that's a different story. <laughs> Trust me, mo- most people would jump out of their skin if I come out the cupboard. Yes. I'll tell you that for nothing. I've got to ask you a question. Why were you in prison? I, I've been listening to the podcast and you keep making references and I don't know why you were in prison. Is that I can't, a personal question? I can't tell you. Oh, shit. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, all these kind of films, what you make now, that are all inspired by the darkness and all that malarkey, you do tackle all the iconic British characters, didn't you? 
like Dracula, Sherlock, Doctor Who. You've been in a Bond film, haven't you? No, I got. You've never I been in one. It. No. Uh, that's I what I can't. That's what I can't believe. Yeah. You and Bond go together like I don't know, like sushi and soy sauce. Correct. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I know it's disgraceful, isn't it? Um, it's a strange thing for a puff to like James Bond, but I've always loved James Bond. I would love to work on a Bond film in some capacity, you know? Yeah. Imagine if those James Bond was gay. Well, there's a very good bit in Skyfall, very unexpected bit in Skyfall, where Javier Bardem starts feeling Daniel Craig's thighs. And he says, he's sort of aggressively flirting with him. And Bond says, what, what makes you think it's my first time? And it's really quite startling. I mean, he went to Eden, so obviously it wasn't his first time. But it's really, it's, it, that's quite, that, was quite a, that was quite a moment, I thought. That was quite a moment. I'll be renting that tonight, I tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure after this one, because it's Daniel Cray's last one, they'll be thinking again about how to totally reinvent it. I think, I think, they're prob- I think they'll probably go for a sort of tall, dark, handsome Bond again. Maybe something a bit more escapist because the, the, the times we're living in are so grim. They might want mm. to. I think, I think what it needs is a bit of a touch of Roger Moore again. It needs a bit of fun. Well, do you know what? It's funny you should say that because I, I did a Horlicks advert once with Roger Moore. Did you? About 1985. And he was coming on to me. Oh, my God. It was appalling. He said, you've got gorgeous ankles, Diane. I said, I know, Roger. Thank you. He said, they're a bit dry. I said, all right, Roger. Know your place. He said, come back to me little room. I've got a big old pump action E45 cream. I'll give him a good seeing down. I realise on this day, you've got to treat people like Roger Moore. You've got to treat them mean to keep them keen. Next thing I know, I'm on a plane going to LA. They wanted me to be a Bond girl. No. They did. And I went and had the, well, I didn't have the audition because when I was on the plane, I was sat next to that. Do you know that Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Oh my God. He was sat there drinking a pint of egg. <laughs> I said, all right. I said, all right, Arnie. He said, I'm all right, Diane. I haven't seen you in a while. I said, I know. You've been having a little break. He was working on his muscles. Oh, my God. The plane sets off. Concord it was. No expense spared. There was a kerfuffle coming from the back of the plane. I could feel Arnold. He went all tense. I went, are you all right, Arnie? He said, no. Don't look now, but there's a commotion at the back of the plane. I said, I can hear it. I said, who is it? He said, it's Grace Jones. Oh, my God. She was kicking off something rotten. She didn't have a little eye mask. I can hear the commotion getting closer and closer. Arnie's so terrified, he lets one out. Oh, my God, it smelled like an omelette. It's getting closer and closer. The commotion, the trouble. I'm getting panicked. I thought, I can't not look at her. I had to look at Grace. It's right behind me. She's kicking off. I looked at her. I made eye contact. She said, what are you looking at? I froze. I said, I'm looking at an icon. From then on, we were best friends. We'd sit in our apartment in New York. She'd order in the pizza pie. We'd sit there and play boggle until the days turned into nights. I'll tell you what the best time in my life that was. But but is that what what led to the flamethrower and the jail sentence? No, that's a different story. I'll have to... Well, when I do my my musical, you'll have to come along because I was supposed to do it in London, but then it got locked down. But you, you were going to be a Bond girl and then Grace Jones got it instead. Let's not go there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Oh my God, I'm delighted to welcome to the show the beautiful Dan Gillespie Sells. Oh, thank you very much. So when you started The Feeling, one of the most popular bands in the UK, I mean, certainly in the, you were in your peak in the noughties, weren't you? And you sold more records than me. <laughs> but definitely, but you've sold more records than you can shake a shit at. I don't know quite what was coming out there, but it was lovely. It felt nice to say. Because as a band, they're pure pop. Yeah. That's fair to say, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. What are the influences of The Feeling? Like, at the time when you were starting the band, was it... Because you did what a lot of the bands did. You started up a little covers band, didn't you? And that's where you learn your craft of songwriting. Just like the Beatles, just like Take That or Gary Barlow. You, that's how you got on, you know, you, you, you learned the covers and you was a covers band, essentially. And that's how you came into being the feeling. Yeah, well, we had a record deal really early on. Um, uh, with Sony Records, and it was it was a development deal, and it was it was very early. We literally just left the school, um, and we got this deal. And I wasn't the singer at the time. There was a girl who was a singer, fantastic singer called Fahan, and and it was uh, She's it was now. a different style of music. <laughs> Fahan is out there somewhere. Um, hi, Fahan, if you're listening. No, I'm if, she's, if she's listening, I hope she is. Um, we, we, we were, we were, we were uh, kind of like a, a pop band and we had this, you know, black female lead singer and a very different style. It wasn't that different from what we do, but it was, it was uh, somewhat different. And um, that just fell apart. And what happened was the, the Fahan got, got um, picked up by the label and we got dropped. So then that's when we ended up doing covers because we needed to pay the rent. So it was very much a necessity mm -hmm. thing. You know, we went and did covers for a few years, but actually we got much better after that. It, it took a few years of, of going and playing in the Alps and doing 10 gigs a week to actually get to the point where we felt like we were confident enough to really get the record deal we deserved. And then, and then it was much later on, we actually got the full on record deal and the feeling really took off. And, and what were the like the key bands that you were you were listening to in your inspirations you know it's kind of a bit like white pop soul isn't it in a in a sense do you think that's a fair explanation i think so it, it, we were a weird mix of weird mix of people really because we all like yeah. different stuff you know the one thing we all loved we all loved queen and every other band 
we all had like our own things that we liked and we all bought our own stuff into the band. And so it was quite eclectic. Mm. We were all musos really, like proper muso record collecting nerds. And we all loved everything. And I think we just tried to mix it all together really. And the one thing I didn't want to be was, was fashionable. I mean, it's one thing I was, I was always quite determined not to be. This was the height of kind of, um, we were starting to get like landfill indie and you were starting to get like quite a lot of like kind of just just faux indie which i really hated which was like oh we're really independent but they were signed to major record labels and it was all really produced and i just yeah, i course. hated all that and i didn't like the pretense of it and i liked the fabulousness of pop music i wanted harmonies i wanted prettiness i wanted all the things that were really the bands were really anti and anything the enemy hated i loved and anything the enemy loved i hated it was very much that you know i was being very kind of that was me. I mean, the boys don't even have the same opinions that I do, but that was me. I just wanted it to be somewhat um, fabulous so that it wasn't just sat alongside all of this grungy, straight lad, blokey rock music, which I couldn't bear. <laughs> oh, I could listen to you talk for ages, Dan. You need a little book there where you're getting all this. Oh, I love it. It's like a masterclass. Do you know what I mean? People pay a lot of money for this. I love it. <laughs> I'd like to welcome you to my beautiful guest, the gorgeous Tom Allen. Tom, my gorgeous babe, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me, Diane. It's such a privilege. I feel such. this is such a great time to get to spend with you. Now, you've had a gorgeous career, haven't you, in the old comedy world? Absolutely bleeding gorgeous it is. Now, I oh. imagine you, and I don't know if this is right, but I imagine you're on a Saturday night in front of the telly, you got a little takeaway or something when you were a we kid. We wouldn't actually get a takeaway. They were deemed a little bit too expensive for us, actually. I hate, I hate to tell you. Not oh to tell goodness. you a sad story. Um, we would sometimes get the um, some we would get some takeaway esque food from uh, maybe a Marks and Spencers, which was you know upmarket but not as expensive as going to an actual takeaway. Even just the fact you went down St Michael's for your dinner is something. Do you know what I mean? There's a tinkle of aspiration in there. Dare I say? There was definitely a tinkle of aspiration. That was mainly on a birthday, though, if I'm honest. You go down, maybe get the Peking Duck from Marks and Spencers. I recommend it. It's very nice. We'd watch Noel's House Party, which couldn't have been more fun. Mum never believed it with Noel's House Party, though, when they went to people's houses and they always had a pint of beer in their hand. Because, again, my mum, even though she's from Sydenham in South East London, um, a council flat in Sydenham, she still has grand aspirations and isn't above um, remarking that some people are common. What do you think about that, Diane? <laughs> well, I think fair game. I mean, you know, those in glass houses and all that. Yeah. Those in yeah. glass well, she houses. Was, she grew up near Crystal Palace, which literally was a glass house. So what what does she make of your success now? Do you think that's why you've improved? I mean, I'm not suggesting that you, you used to be like a little tyke and be like, oi. But have you, because your accent now has ever sounds ever so posh. Do you know what? I've always been, I've always had this voice. I've always spoken differently to my family and to the people around me. I don't know why. I've always mom, been so this sort of... Your mum doesn't speak posh like. She just no. wants you to act posh. No, I don't know where we got him from. He's got, <laughs> yeah, say something, say something. Um, did, she, like, did she encourage you into the world of comedy? She did, actually. She's always been into comedy and always got me to watch. Like, was always taping things for me to watch, like sitcoms, even oh, like peculiar ones, like not peculiar, but like things like One Foot in the Grave. When I was like six years old, I'd watch or Spitting Image I'd watch or um, like the Pink Panther films and and anything funny, really. I used to be obsessed with it. Mum would often stay up late and tape it for me. Um, 
if it was on after my bedtime and I, I just love watching anything funny so mum yeah mum's always been into comedy and always encouraged me I think to get into it but when I started out there wasn't really there wasn't that much stand stand up around as I say it was all a bit sort of blokey and a bit sort of it wasn't like now where it's all very broad and nice yeah well that's what that's the thing though isn't it because I was thinking as a stand-up comedian you 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 do present as a very well quite like an old school comedian you know in the way you dress and I think oh, I so. Yes. I've got you know, a touch of the Ronnie Corbett's about me. Yeah. You know, and do you think, well, I can't imagine that, you know, you say that Victoria Wood is a, an influence, but was there any kind of male stand-up comedians that you were like, oh, yeah, I, I get that. You know, that's the world I want to do. Well, do you know, Bruce Forsyth, actually. Bruce Forsyth. I, I remember at school there was, um, I can't remember who they were, but some sort of somebody came in to do a talk when we were about nine years old and said, who's your hero? And everybody was like, oh, police officer the doctor, oh, my mum, who's your hero? And I think it was supposed to be like, who would you turn to for help? And I said, but I didn't realise that. They're like, who's your hero? And everybody said all these people. And then I just went Bruce Forsyth. Um, and because I just, I really loved him. You know, the way he'd play the piano, do a tap dance, you know. Yeah, not too, not not the most likely person you're going to see while she's being abducted though, is it? <laughs> I think that's what they were getting I at, I think that's Tom. basically what they were, you know? yeah. Who would you turn to? And I was like, Bruce Forsyth. I would fill an You'd application form. Being bundled form. into a car. Yeah. Has anybody got an application form for the Generation Game? <laughs> Bruce! Bruce! And Bruce just appears around a corner in his gorgeous little outfit. <laughs> doing the high, doing a high kick. As you a... rang. <laughs> Tap dancing round. <laughs> yeah. Nice to see you. Um, I think that as a kid probably would have annoyed the kidnappers and they probably would have let me free. That's what I think. That's true. This was before he had his big renaissance with Strictly as well. Um, oh, of course. But yeah, people sorry. did talk about the great days of come dancing as well, the precursor to Strictly. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was in prison around that time, so I wouldn't have seen it. But, I, of course, you know, of course, I forget about those days. Well, it was a bit aggressive to get into the TV room, you know. Was it? Of an evening. So on Saturday night, forget it. They always had a movie on. But of course, we had a little, we did get a takeaway on a, a Saturday night. You'd be lucky if you got a little bit of chicken breast in there. Do you know what I mean? That's what it was like. Feeding time at the zoo. Wow. They just throw a tin of korma in there and it was whoever whoever had the quickest hand. They were the one who got it. Oh, Diane. There, there was me at the front with a with a funnel, just taking it all, taking a, the biggest hit of the sauce. Oh, I, I, I love I the sauce. For me, it's always about the bread, actually. Oh, the naan. What would you go for? A pashwari? Um, no, actually, just a garlic naan. Is that... Is a that garlic naan? Yeah. Got, not a garlic naan. <laughs> I thought that's what you said. I know, it I'll did sound, two did garlic sound nuns. a bit like that. A garlic nun. <laughs> did. Um, who feels yeah, like know. could be a new character on Call the Midwife. <laughs> Should be French. Yes. Hello. Did someone call the garlic nun? It's me. I'm here. But that's a bit Spanish <laughs> accent. And I've never been... That's why I've never worked on radio too. I'm not the best with accents. You should, you should hear me Irish one. <laughs> it got, got me banned. Let's put it that way. Welcome to the Cop Pass Live. Coming at you from the London Podcast Festival. Yeah. Live from King's Place, London, King's Cross. Beautiful out there. Okay, yeah. Now, of course, Nicola, Kyle, you've been on my show, Chatting with Chorley, at Soho Theatre years ago. I mean, you two was famous then, but. These days, oh my God, 
You like my cataracts? I see you everywhere. <laughs> Things have got juicy, haven't they? I think, obviously, we've got loads of good stuff to talk about. Kyle, my gorgeous little babe. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm delightful. You're looking delicious. Thank you. So are you. It's lovely to see you. Okay, there's a little bit of flirting going on there. And I tell you what, I'm not adverse to it. What can I say? It's gorgeous. Now, you're in quite a popular big show. Are you not? Yeah. Well, okay, you're in three. But tell us about the main one. The one that you're the big star in. Uh, so there's a little show uh, called Ghosts on BBC. And it's about some ghosts. It's about ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? I, be- I do believe in them, but I feel like you can either see them or you can't. You either have the gift or you don't. And I haven't seen any ghosts yet, so I probably don't have the gift. Or curse. Ooh, beautiful. Uh, let's pitch that, because I like it. Camilla, have you seen a ghost? No, and I also don't agree, because I feel like I'm the sort of person that a ghost would present themselves to. Are you um, quite spiritual? No, not at all, but I just think most ghosts are here to do evil, and I'm a bit evil. So I feel like they would be like, hey, can you help me throw this child down a well or whatever it is that ghosts do when they're being ghosty? Do you know what I mean? Oh, so I yeah. think they're not here because they'd be like all up in me. You called me a ghost backstage. You said I look like a rich Victorian child ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you often do. It is my aesthetic. What can I say? Well, it's a gorgeous aesthetic. I made Camilla do this thing last night of, don't look at me like that. It was really weird. It's real and it's mystical. It's where you can tell how many children you're going to have with a ring and a hair from your head. No, she made me pull out multiple hairs from my head. Because I was a bit drunk and, and it was, she was like, like hard to... She was like dangling it on my hand like an old crone. And she was like... Bang. And then she just went... No children. <laughs> That's what, I'm fine with that. But I was like... The ring okay, doesn't lie, not. Diane. Oh, I bet it doesn't. So what must it? what is it like being in a show as big as Bridgerton? Because it's bleeding massive now, isn't it? I always wonder what it's like to be in something like that. Do you ever sneak off with any other... You know, a little cheeky bonnet under the... No, they, I, I, like, everyone's like, what did you rob? I'm like, nothing, I'm so scared of him. I don't want to do it. really? I would be, honestly, <laughs> my caravan, <laughs> they'd have to airlift it offside. I, d- I did, I did. I stole some fake wisteria, because there was so much of it. I was like, they won't. And I was just, like, weirdly on a shelf in my flat. But I did steal something, yes, actually. What was it? Wisteria. Fake, fake wisteria. That ain't good enough. I, I know. think that even counts. That's just yeah, like but the dresses, people form. are like, do you take them home? I'm like, where would I be wearing this? Just <laughs> do it, you think? Show to the pub in a Regency ball gown, like, and I'm here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fair, actually. Okay, yeah, maybe I If will. I weren't here, I'd be doing the pub quiz in a Tudor outfit. <laughs> that I stole off a show that I was in in 2004. I tell you what, you'll never see that on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put that behind me. Now, at the end of every show, we do a little improv song, okay? So, Milky. Oh, yeah. And stop. That was your improv song. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm joking. Go on, Milky. Let's have a little click, everyone. Might as well make the use of our audience. It's been a cold night in King's Cross, but actually it's been quite warm. We've got a beautiful little audience who's joined us, watching our beautiful 
guest perform. We got Kyle, he's one of the biggest stars on the TV right now. Now Camilla, she's the dark witch of the village. <laughs> But she's so gorgeous, evil, but gorgeous. Now, Nicola, she's a thief. Our little Nicola. You should see her flat at home. It's covered in wisteria. Because we're three peas in a pod. Living in King's Cross We don't live here, we're visiting We're just Three peas in a pond Living in King's Cross We're just visiting Let's hear you We're just Three peas in a pond Living in King's Cross We're just visiting We're just You're all going to take a verse. <laughs> Go on, I dare you. <gasps> if you've got a podcast, well, this one's bigger. Even bigger than the Thriller in Manila. On the stage with Nicola and Camilla, Diane Chorley, much bigger than Scylla. <laughs> oh, my God, are you kidding? <laughs> I think we just won the Broadcast Award. <laughs> Well, weren't that absolutely gorgeous looking back at all those beautiful memories, those beautiful times with those beautiful people? I hope you have a gorgeous Christmas, you lot at home, and I'll be thinking of you on Christmas Day as my feet are up. I'm enjoying a nice glass of Chablis. That's what I drink these days. Cadbury's Miniature Heroes, stuffing one down after the other, throwing the fudges at Milky because I can't stand the sight of them. We hope you have a gorgeous time. But remember, stay safe, because that horrible bleeding virus is still out there. I can't believe I'm actually saying this out loud, but it's still out there and it's still causing absolute havoc. But don't get disheartened. We're learning more and soon enough we'll all be over it and it'll be chugging on and having a gorgeous time. So don't think too much about it. It ain't going to be that bad. Just stay safe and you'll be absolutely fine. I'm sending you love from Canvey. Milky's here, Ron's here. They're all giving you a big wave as I say this. So you have a gorgeous Christmas, you lot, and stay safe. We're going to say a big thank you to everyone at Hattrick, the gorgeous Diggory White, the gorgeous Chris Jones, the wonderful Claire Broughton. We love you all. We love everyone at Hattrick. This has been a gorgeous little series of the Cobpast. And, well, we just hope you, you've enjoyed it. And I'm sure we'll be back soon. So we send you all our love from Canvey. And to play you out is our gorgeous little Christmas song, with the wonderful Roshin and Kiara. Have yourselves a ding, dong, merrily little Christmas, my babes. I'm feeling very Christmassy, you know. What about you two? How are you feeling? Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad.
all the gold coins to the kings in the castles and didn't leave a penny for me or you. So what are we gonna do? So I'm wishing you a ding dong, merry Christmas, a very merry Christmas. There's a hole in my stocking, but there's room for me and you. So I'm wishing you a ding dong. For plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.